Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello and welcome to That Gabby Roslin podcast part of the ACAST Creator Network. My guest this week is the wonderful, all-dancing, award-winning super judge from Strictly and, of course, dancer, game show host, author, singer. Yes, he had an album in the top 20, the wonderful Mr. Anton Dubeck. Don't forget, you can keep up to date by following and subscribing, please, to the podcast, where a new episode is released every Monday. Leave us a rating on the Apple Podcast app. And whilst you're there, why not leave us a review? We love to hear your thoughts. Now, on with the show. Okay, after all these years, Anton Dubeck, I can say, well, actually, you've won so many awards, but NTA winning. Anton Dubeck, I mean, please. Not, do you know what the most the most wonderful thing about it? I think the NTAs is the greatest of all awards. Of course it is, because you just won one. Yeah. But it's because it's voted for by the audience, by the people who watch, go to shows, watch the theatre, watch the um, television, etc. Who are the most important people, as far as I'm concerned, because... Otherwise, we'd be in a room on our own rehearsing. Yes, and it's those are the people that we make television for, that That's we make radio for, yeah, that we, we don't make it's it for the audience. We just do this otherwise, just do it for ourselves. Go out for dinner otherwise, <laughs> but, um, essentially, because you're in a room on your own. So the whole point is that we do it for an audience. And I, and I'm, you know, I, I'd love to. Let me tell you. Can I tell you this? Can I just? Can I just tell you this? Yeah, you can tell me anything. I was in the car the other day and I was listening to an old Desert Island Discs because I do that. Scroll through, get a historical one. Marvellous. And is Roberto Lagna, the opera singer. He's a tenor. Although, do your deal, £8.50 at the weekend. And hey! he's absolutely very much. He's remarkable. He's a remarkable talent. Classical, um, classically trained. Just remarkable talent. And... Um, and I was listening to him, and he's, he's Spanish, and uh, I was listening to his story, and and and, and fascinating, and and I, and I love that, where somebody's chosen a particular path, and they, and they, they come what may, they stick to their path, and they, uh, they, you know, and eventually they they reach their dream of being a, a lead tenor at the Opera House or something, the Royal Opera House, and um, and I, and I suddenly got this sort of a, a heavy heart, really. I had this sort of feeling of, I wish maybe I'd taken a, 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 a path to being a slightly more dramatic artist and being more of a, 
I don't like to word, use the word serious artist, maybe a classical artist, maybe uh, because I know uh, uh, they're held in a slightly different realm, really. They're held in a slightly different uh, um, way. They're regarded slightly differently to somebody who's in sort of entertainment sort of yes. world. Do you, yes. do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. And, Absolutely. And I it's do. equally the same. It's the same. Whenever you're a, a, a performer of any sort, whether, whether you're a writer, whether you're a, a broadcaster, whether you're a performer, whether you're a... Whatever it is, it's all the same because you're always... You've all tried... Try, well, not tried to. You've all um, taken... Ploughed a furrow along your own path and you've you've got to your pinnacle wherever it is and you're 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 a determined and, and a great performer but it's some holding slightly higher esteem because they have come under the world of the classics or if mm, you like mm. sometimes i have this sort of feeling that i wish i'd maybe have gone down that road and been held in a slightly different regard but i have a real problem with the fourth wall is i'm not a fan of it i don't like the feeling of that sort of them and I sit there whilst I do this and be I want you you have to be amazed because this is serious stuff and you're going to like it I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that them and us sort of the audience and the the artist I'm much more collaborative than that and I always have been and I suppose I, I'm influenced by my by my heroes which were Fred Astaire and and Brucey really and they always had this amazing connection with the audience Maybe because they were dancers. I don't know. Dancers have a different no, sort of thing. No, but they're entertainers. You used the word earlier. Yeah. Entertain. So if I stand on stage and I want to do something serious, and I can do something serious, and I will do something serious, but then some stage I'll probably do some ridiculous gag or something because I can't help myself. Yes. Whenever I'm performing, it, I, I, if I have to make it feel like we're all in it together. When I was doing shows, people say, well, you should DVD that show. And, but, and I couldn't DVD because I didn't feel like if you weren't in the room, it, it wouldn't work for you. It probably would, but it feels much more scripted when it's a, a DVD. You have to stick to a, a thing and fine. But whenever I'm on stage and performing, certainly if I'm talking to an audience in any way, shape or form that I am, it's much more sort of fluid. and it, it's, it's Everything's driven by the room. That's the way I've always been. So do you not feel respected then? I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to. Be, I don't want to become a therapy session. But I don't. I, I never like to presume how people think about me. I try. I, all I do is I just do the best I can, and I try to be brilliant at what I do. And that's so. I. That's all my work I do before I walk out on stage. So when I'm standing in the wings, I've done my bit of prep. If I haven't organised it by now, then you, sorry, old son, it's too late. So I've I've spent a lifetime working on my craft for want of a better word yeah. which is you know whether I'm a dancer trying to you know I'm singing or whatever it is and and I've spent a lifetime doing that working on on it uh, and then I go out on stage um, or I walk onto a television studio whatever it is we do and then I'm there it's a very modern expression I'm in the moment and um, and I'm with the audience so it's them and us together and we're going to have a lovely time. Whether I come out with a song and a dance and it doesn't matter what it is, I'm not lecturing. I'm not doing a thing where I stand in front of you and you're going to watch me and you're going to, when you walk away you're going to feel like you've learned something. I'm not interested in that uh, unless we're going to a lecture. But it, it, I'm not in, that's not what I'm there for. I'm going to be there because I'm going to perform and we're going to go through this together. And that for me is the whole... That's the whole thing, 
really, for me. Yeah, I get that completely. You're speaking my language. I mean, I know exactly what you mean. You are a performer. You're an entertainer. You do have, of course, you have respect. You're also very skilled at things that you do. People know you as a skilled dancer, so they know that you can do that. People have heard you sing. They've come to hear you sing. Mm. You, you know, top 20 album, for goodness sake. You've top 10 books. Mm. But you are absolutely loved by the public. And that is something that a lot of people crave and want. And you just naturally have it because I'm going straight back to where I started with and the word you used at the beginning. It's about entertaining. And that's what you've got inside you. Well, I hope well, I hope so, because I, I come back to my great influences, really, which were which were Fresh Air and, and Brucey, really. And and the thing about, you know, having, I never met Fred Astaire, of course, but I spent a lot of time with Brucey. And I hate to keep talking about, but I seem to talk about no, Brucey but why, why a hate, lot. No, don't well, hate no, it. No, because I don't, want it, I don't want it to feel like I'm sort of no, you're not. doing so, that thing. No, no, you're you not. Know, it was a great influence on my life and m- as a performer. And I just thought he was the best. And you try and learn from the best. And you watch them and, you, and if you have the great opportunity of working with them, as I did with Brucey, then you, you can pick up so much. And he was great and we had a wonderful relationship. We played a lot of golf together and, you know, and, and we did bits together and stuff. And You did a song and dance together. We did a song and dance with Strictly, which was unbelievable. And then I'll tell you another story. You wouldn't know this because only 200 people know this. And they were in the room at the time. I did a little show uh, um, it's at the... The Hippodrome in London, they've got the, uh, they had up there the cabaret room. It used to be the talk of the town yeah, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And Brucey would have played that house many, many times, many, that room, many times over the years. Uh, and then it became the, the, the Hippodrome and, then, and they've got a cabaret room upstairs. I think they've got Magic Mike in there at the moment. Brucey and I did Magic Mike. We, <laughs> we didn't. And so, and it's got a stage there and you, you have a little, it's like an old cabaret room. You have a little dinner there, a little supper there and then a show goes on. Yeah, I love that place. My thing is I love doing stuff. So I'm happy to have a room of 200 people and, and you know, everyone comes in for a fiver and, and I just, because I like to use it as, I don't want to say the word practice, but I want to, I, I like to... Hone I, your craft. I like to do, because there's nothing like doing. My old dance teacher used to say to me, it's okay practicing, that's important. It's okay having a lessons, that's important. But you've got to do. Absolutely. I'm, I'm you've, alive. Yeah, you've got to do. Get it. You've got to go and do a competition, otherwise you'll never know. You won't know what it's like. It feels great in practice. You look great in the lesson. Let's go and see what it's like in the... Take the fear away. Let's, go, let's see what you're like in, in the, in, where you're doing it for money, you know, as my old teacher used to say, where it's competition and you're in, in the room with other people and, you, and, and then they go, okay, go now. And this is it. You know, one go, so do it now. And it's a different animal. It's a different ball game. And I, you know, I have my singing lessons and I have my dance lessons and I'm rehearsing and stuff and it all feels a million dollars. Looking in the mirror, I go, oh, that's a nice line. Like, look at that. Marvellous. Let's get on stage now and, and put this out there. It's a different ball game. It's a different ball game. So I just keep it, you know, keep it all going. And so I'm in the room and I'm playing golf with Brucey one, one day and he says, what are you doing? What you got anything coming up? I said, actually, the weekend I've got a little thing at the, uh, the Hippodrome. I'm doing, uh, it's just... I'm just there with the, some of the guys from the band because I have a big orchestra I tour with when I'm on tour with Aaron. So there's about half a dozen of us. Um, I've got Lance Ellington, the wonderful Lance, Lance, who I love, who I learned so much from about singing. Yeah. He's 
He's wonderful. Just the most wonderful man. And he's a special guest for me, and I'm going to do some songs. I'm going to do it, and it'll be just an evening sort of with, and I like that sort of thing, and I'm just doing some songs, and there's no space to dance, so we do some songs and a bit of chat and stuff like that. And for some reason, I suddenly got this feeling that I should have asked Brucey if he'd like to come along and do a number. So I said, but listen, if you're not doing anything at the weekend, you're fancy coming down and uh, doing a, a number or, or, or anything. Then you went, oh, really? And suddenly I went, internally I went, oh no, I've overstepped the mark. What am I thinking of? <laughs> Asking him to come and do a song. Fancy doing a song, Bruce. Oh, I'm having an in- turmoil. I'm having an internal. I feel it. I can feel it. And he goes, uh, oh, leave it with me. And never mentioned it again for about 14 holes. They already played golf. 14 holes of golf is a long time. So I never gave it any thought. Anyway, so two days later, it's like the Wednesday and we're doing a show on Friday night. He calls me. He goes, this thing you're doing at the weekend, he said. He goes, I'm getting some thought. He said, uh, tell me to uh, go away, he said, uh, if you've already organised it. He said, but I thought I'd, would, I'd come down and you, me and Lance could do a, a song. We call ourselves the 3-5. You remember the three tenors? We'll do a song. What do you reckon? I went, Bruce, oh I'd love Oh, my that. God. He goes, right, come to the house. <laughs> okay. Bring your MD. Come to the house and we'll routine it. Oh, okay. See you tomorrow. Okay, fine. So... Lance, myself, and my MD, Clive, we, we turned up at the house, the Bruce's, knock on the door, in you come, by the pool, piano there, we routine this number, the lady's a tramp. She gets oh, too hungry for dinner wow. at eight. Amazing. And then I talked him into doing a couple of other things. He does this great thing. He did this wonderful tap dance uh, number on a stool. And I said, do that number for me, Brucey, because it's such fun and I love it. And the audience will love it. He said, oh, all right. He said, I'll do that. Anyway, we, so we'd end up doing three or four numbers. Went there in the afternoon to rehearse with the, with the band. And he said, when are you going to rehearse? I said, well, I'm going to do it on a day, but don't come. Just turn up at night time when you want to, and then come on when you want. He said, no, no, what time are you going to be there? I said, well, probably about three o'clock. He said, I said, don't come. Sit around all afternoon. Just come in the evening. Fine. So we get there. He's there. He's so sitting there he's already. He's sitting there in the, in, the, in the room, having a coffee, three o'clock. Bruce, you do your number then if you want to do your number, and then, and then go. You'd have to hang around. He said, no, no, I'm going to have a coffee. You carry on. People won't know this unless you've been to Strictly Come Dancing. And I do this number in my shows all the time. And if you've ever been to Strictly Come Dancing, you'll know... <laughs> I love you because you're like an audience member. <laughs> it's so great. You just sit <laughs> well, there. I'm listening and allow to everyone. Yes, do. That's <laughs> I love absolutely. You. So, if you've ever been to Street Come Dancing, you'll know this that Brucey would do his own warm up. And he would, he would do it. It was so brilliant because, and I used to always go into the, into the studio when he was doing his warm up. He would come down and we had a wonderful warm up man anyway. But Brucey would come down about half an hour before the show starts and he'd come down and he'd go, uh, he'd chat to the audience, do a few gags, blah, 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 do a few things, tell them what he'd like people to do, et cetera, et cetera. And then he'd do that thing where he just breaks into a song. And he'd go, OK, Dave, uh, take it away, Dave, from the top. And Dave, and the band would strike up. And he would do almost like being, what a day this has been. What a rare mood I'm in. Why it's almost like being in love. And he would do this number. And in the middle, there'd be an instrumental break. And he would, it'd be like an eight bar part there but he would extend it to about 24 bars something like that and at that point in time he'd go right let's see who we've got in the audience tonight and he'd come down a band would be playing he'd walk down onto the uh, onto the floor and he'd anybody dance anybody dance and all the girls would throw their arms up he said you madam he said up, come up here here we go let's have a go and he'd start dancing with somebody from the audience and and it was just 
God. And it'd be so funny because you know what he was like? It was a terrible tease, Brucey. He'd go, oh, look, 300 people in the room and I had to pick you. And if he dancing around and all this, oh, look, she's a, oh, look, she's good. This one's a good one. And then anyway, put her down. You go back up, finish the song. Well, if, if you were that woman, that, that, that's your dinner party story for the yeah, rest of your life. Yeah, life made. There, there you are. Yeah. You've, you've danced with Brucey on the Strictly yeah. floor. Are you mad? So, so anyway, we're doing this thing and I've got this number in there, in the, in the thing. And he said, you should open with that number. I said, Bruce, I can't open with the number. It's your song. He said, no, I want you to open that number because it's a good number. He said, you should open that number. I went, okay. So I opened with his song and we did the thing. And I said, listen, Bruce, you come on whenever you like. And if it's going terribly, I said, don't come on. If it's a nightmare. He said, I'll sit up there on the balcony. He said, I'll sit up there quietly. He said, and just, and I said, okay, well. This is Bruce Forsyth. This is just incredible. This is ridiculous. So he sits in the corner upstairs in the balcony and we do the first half. The thing goes well, lovely jubbly. And we come in for the second half and we're going through the second half. And I turn to my right to look over my shoulder to Clive just to say, let's do the such and such number. And then suddenly the place goes mad. We're getting to the end of the show now. And I turn around and it's Brucey walking onto the stage unannounced with a microphone. He goes... Now, he said, I've been watching your show, he said. It's absolutely marvellous. He said, now, I'll tell you what you need now. You need a special guest star. So here I am. Well, oh the place God. were up on their feet, cheering for Bruce. Anyway, so we did a bunch of numbers, and then we, blah, 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 and we, fin- and then we finished the show all together on stage. And it was one of the greatest nights of my life. And the only people who ever knew, knew about it were the people in the room. And it's one of those wonderfully special nights. And they you won't. Can, and they won't forget. I, it's the most special night of my, my life. But that's the man that Brucey was. Yeah, yeah. Wonderfully generous and incredible. Okay, I, and that's why you. that's influ- like influenced that. me. Yeah, you, but you're like that. I, going back to the first thing about that's why you won the award because people are aware of that. You are an entertainer. You want to keep everybody happy. Um, oh, terrible. I mean, that's your your big your your thing. I, and I've met Hannah, and you've got your your twins, and and I imagine that you, when you go home, you must feel in a way. And I probably the wrong word, deflated because you're always you're there. You're you you are a natural performer. There's either a part of me that thinks, does he go home and go, oh, or do or are you entertaining your kids, entertaining Hannah all the time? Well, do you ever have downtime, as it were? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, I don't know really. You have to ask Hannah that one, I suppose. I am. I, I mean, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm quieter in that regard at home. I mean, imagine me 24 hours a day. Even I'd get annoyed with myself. Get fed <laughs> yeah, up my myself. family oh, no, get very annoyed with me because I'm way all the time. But when you've got five year olds, five and a half year olds, it's very important. Yeah. Um, it, it's just full energy anyway. Yeah. And my, my children are quite, um, or our children, they're, they're, they're as you would, as you want them to be at five. They're energetic. They're running around and loud and enthusiastic and great. And, and so it's, it's, wonderful really so i f- i feel i have a responsibility to keep you know energized yeah um because but you're on it all the time i mean i um uh, i remember uh many things that we've done together but one of those things that will always stay with me was when we did wimbledon we did the men's oh, final yes and we had lovely my my friend deborah james and you danced with deborah and deborah always wanted to be on strictly that was her thing and i remember what you were saying 
off off mic. Hey, it's ridiculous. You should be. Um, and you danced with her. And afterwards, I said, you made, you absolutely, I mean, she talked about it, you know, for the rest of her life. And her mum, I know you've now danced with mm, her mum, Heather, yeah. as well. But you were aware that you knew how to make somebody's day. And that is a gift to spot it when it's, you're, you don't make it about you. So as you say, you, you learn from Bruce, but you've got that naturally. I can imagine you going home and making sure that your kids have their day, have their moment. <laughs> no, but you do, you do that for people, you know, Deborah, for, for people in the street, you know, I've, I've been with you where I've seen people, Anton, why? You know, and you, you're on it. Well, I'm always aware that I, I, I never want to make somebody feel awkward. You know, it's like, because people, um, you know, people come and say hello and, and I, I know what it's like. People, it's, sometimes they do it spontaneously. Like if somebody said to me, Actually, earlier today, she went, "Oh, hello," and she went, "Oh, I, I don't actually, we don't actually know each other, do we?" I said, "Yes, we do. Of course, we do. We know everyone." But, but you know, it's that f recognition, that sort of familiarity, sort of thing, and I like that because I think we're all friends. I like, I like that sort of feeling, because, um, as I said to you before, we're in it together, and I, I, and I, and if somebody feels that they know me well enough to go high. Then, yeah, I agree. I'm delighted that and they lovely. should want to come and say hello. And that's why you won the award. Let, let's well, be honest. That's, that's why you won the award. Um, I, I now I'm going to use the word judge now, mm. um, because you and I have talked in the past about being judged. Now, obviously, you're in a different role, but that's one of the things. And and I've oh, I I will never do strictly. And they very kindly have asked, but I never. I would. wish you would have done no, it with no, me. No. Back I in would the day. only do it with you. But well, I, I wish you I would have done it because I know how good you are. No. See, I, a lot of people don't know this, but I know how marvelously talented you are. Oh, shush! No, and, no, but, no, 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 but you are super good. Thank you. Shush. But but it's the idea of being judged. So you, even at a very very young age. You were being judged. Now that's oh yeah, that's, that's your lifetime's being judged. A whole life of that. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind being judged. I mean, people talk about you know how do you feel about criticism? I don't mind about criticism. It doesn't bother me. But even but, as a child, did you not? Yeah, I mean, I, I started dancing when I was a bit later, I was about thirteen or fourteen, and it's yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's they're difficult times because you know you don't want to get criticised at that age. But I um I was okay with it. It's a funny old thing, isn't it, criticism? As long as it's constructive, you don't mind. Um, and as long as you know what they're talking about. Yeah. It's yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of, you know, difference between home and house. You know, home is so abstract. House is sort of obvious and concrete, isn't it? And, you know, if somebody would say to me, mm, you've got to give it a bit more. I used to get, sometimes people would say that to me, oh, you've got to give it a bit more. A bit more, you know, mm. I don't know what that means. A bit more of what? Do you want me to smile more? Do you want me to move <laughs> further? I don't, I don't know what's happening. Someone says to me, you've got to sharpen up your frame. I know exactly what that means. Okay, fine, fine. So, and that was always the big thing for me. I just needed the information to be clear. Uh, That's very interesting because not... it's changed these days. Because, because I mean, when, when we were younger and when we were starting out... Um, we, there was no social media. No. There was no God. trolling. There was none of no. that awful stuff. God. And so I suppose that the word judged is different now because anyone can judge you. Yeah. If you're on telly, you know, as as TV people and radio people, you know, performers, whatever yeah, we're yeah. called, 
we we are going to be judged all the time. Well, you are going to be judged because, and but we, we, you know, we all do it. I mean, life is about life is about being judged. We say, oh, you know, we shouldn't be so judgmental, and we're, and we're sort of not trying to be. But you know, one does, doesn't it? You go, what do you think of that one? I don't really like that one. Well, immediately you're judging. Yeah, but it you can, also you're not the sort of person who's going to see somebody wearing something. And go, oh, why is she wearing that? Oh, she I'd like to that. know why though. But then I, this is what, yeah, but this you is wouldn't stuff. do it in a nasty way. I, I certainly wouldn't go up to no. and go, "What were you thinking?" Yeah, but <laughs> I would like to go, "What were you? What was the thought process behind <laughs> this?" Because someone goes to me, "Oh, well, I'm doing a bit of that with a bit of that." I go, "Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's tremendous. That's so I never thought of it like that. That's tremendous. That's so funny. I don't like to go because I know that." It's only one person's sort of preference. So I go, well, I don't like that. Okay, fine. Well, don't like it then. Don't yeah. bother me. Yeah. But um, I do want to know, though, if something's good or bad. And, I, I, and I, like, I like that sense of black and white because I can do stuff with that. You're all right for people saying no, because I, I, I have to say I completely agree with you. I think we, ha- we have to learn all the time. Yeah. Learning is so exciting. I've got exciting. enough experience in what I do and in life that I, I know what to do with stuff. I've got enough backstory. So, for example, my old dance teacher used to say to me once, ballroom dance is very simple, he said, you've got, to, uh, you've got to look good and you've got to move well. Now, that's a really simplistic way. And he's not talking about you have a pretty face or you've got your yeah. hair, hair done. He's just talking about look good as in you've got to look smart, your shape's got to be right, dynamic, dynamic of movement's got to be... So you're talking about technical things, really, but in a very simplistic way. But that's enough for me. I need that big sort of... What do they call it? Top line stuff. Just the the thing. Yeah. Good, bad. No good. Your bum stuck out. Okay. Well, I I know what to do with that because I I know the technicalities of why your bum's going to be sticking out. It's not personal. No, it's not. Yeah. Nothing about my. It, the simplicity of saying my bum sticking out is not the problem of my of of why my bum sticking out. That's the result of something else. So my knees are too straight, for example. I'm pitched too far forward with my weight. I need to get more in the centre of my foot or something. You know, I've got to drive my centre away from my standing foot. Something. There's a technical thing going on underneath there. My standing leg isn't compressing enough as I take away. From. So there's lots of highly falutin technical stuff which results in my bum sticking out. So I've got to. So I, I, I've got enough information backlogged in the back in my head, enough experience to know with a simple, that's good, that's bad. How was that today? Rubbish. Why is that then? Too long. I'm, I'm happy with that. So I say to my wife, I say to my wife, how do I sound when I'm on the show? How does it sound? She says, yeah, it's, it's not great. It's too long. But I, I, I need to get all that stuff out though. To, yeah, but you're better when you're short, she'd say to me. I mean, couldn't you imagine? I love Hannah. Can you imagine no, I, she's so great. Can you she's imagine? Got, she's so ballsy. You want me Hannah. to talk less? Yes, <laughs> please. <laughs> oh, How did you two meet? Oh, just at a do. Uh, 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 at Wentworth Golf Club, actually. There was a big, um, there was a big golf day, uh, charity golf day. And in the evening, there was a, a black tie dinner in Auckland, one thing or another. And she went along to the dinner as a as a as a as a plus one actually of of, of another chap uh, and I was there and I saw her uh, across the table a bit like you and I now sitting across the table big round table and of course you can't speak to the people opposite you're yeah. speaking to the people next to you you know these things like and um, and I chatted and her this guy she turned up with a friend of hers who happened to be sitting next to me and I asked him about his wife and he said oh no no not married I said oh sorry your 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 girlfriend what did she do after I'd established what he did I went straight in with the girlfriend. <laughs> And yeah. um, he said, oh, no, no, she's just a friend. Uh, it just came in. I went, oh, just a friend. Oh, the game's really? afoot. Oh, and, wow. um And then, and, you know, and, and the, the rest, as they say, is history. Oh, how that's, I love that. It's, uh, I, she, it was, it, 
It was funny. I mean, it depends who you tell. But it was, so I'm looking across the table at her and she's doing that thing with her hair where she's toozling behind the ear and all that sort of stuff, which she'll deny, of course. And all that sort of stuff there and sort of looking at me, but not really sort of, you know, acknowledging <laughs> or making contact like that. And I'm sort of giving her the, the nod in the eye and all that sort of stuff. She must have thought I had something wrong with me. And anyway, towards the end of the dinner, she gets up to leave the table. And I thought to myself, right, here's my chance going to go talk to her i never gave it enough thought though because when you're at a dinner like this there are very few reasons to get up and leave the table unless you need the wee exactly yeah so i basically followed her out oh, to, to the, the ladies toilet <laughs> love that brilliant love so in, in she goes i'm three paces behind her and she's off in and i go ah <laughs> oh, she ah oh, right so Oh, well, while well, you're here, I suppose I better go. So I dipped into the men's, which was next door. And then I came out of the men's and went, oh, she might have gone back to the table. Oh, I might have missed my chance. What am I, do I wait here? She might still be in there. Should I ask somebody to check? I can't do that. It's ridiculous. And as I'm <laughs> mulling this stuff over, she comes out of the loo and I'm stood there outside the lady's toilet and she st- stops and looks at me and she goes, have you been waiting outside the toilet for me? And I went, might have been. She went, Weirdo, and walked off. I love that. Walked off to the. <laughs> I went. Oh, she's ballsy. This is really badly. She's ballsy. <laughs> but fortunately, I managed to um. But she's find she, a way of chatting to her, and, and the rest, as they say, is history. But she she deals with all of the rubbish that comes alongside being that c word, which I hate. Celebrity. She deals with all that so well. I mean, I've been at yeah. events with you two, and I'll talk to her. She go, oh look, they're all ignoring me. They're ignorant. They're Anton, and there's this weird thing where they sort of. My husband always just laughs about it. He doesn't like coming to them, uh, but he just laughs about it because people sort of elbow between. You know, they yeah. Go, oh, oh, hi, Anton. They thrust the phone in her hand. Take a photo of us. <laughs> and she, oh, right, okay. This is my role for the night. I see. But, but she's She's very good. And she's also she, been very honest and open because you've done, you did interviews about endometriosis yes. and, and the IVF journey and everything so she's I mean like I say she's ballsy I like Hannah yeah she's she's well yeah obviously I would say it but she's she is amazing and she as you said suffered from or suffers from endometriosis in in a major way but um, she's talked about it she didn't need to but I'm, she's gonna no, help but other I, people I think she I think she should do more in that regard it's very difficult for time really you know you've got two small children and she's got you know a career as well and very busy in that regard so she, but she would like to i know she would like to do more about it and and talk more about it because as you know if if somebody is suffering from it like all these things when you're suffering from something you think you're the only person you don't know what to do and it's very difficult and i had a friend of mine who who never talked about it and because you're you and your wife talked about it she talks about it. Well, I think that's that's terrific. And I think it's really, really important because, yeah. um, you know, all these things, a, a problem shared is a problem yeah. loved, you know. And but I you think... also, you're very open about a lot of things because you do, you know, you, yes, you're a performer, but you're, there's, you, you don't shy away from your life and what, you know, your childhood and all of those things. We don't need to go into all of that mm. now, but, but you're not. You're very open about things. And that's, again, I'm going to go back to, you're always making sure that everybody else is okay. Yeah, again, when I, when I started on Strictly Come Dancing, I, I realised immediately, and I'm glad about this, actually, that it wasn't about me. I'm already here. It says on my dressing room door, professional dancer. And I'm only being chosen as a professional dancer because I was good. One of the top ones. 
And I say that w- with an element of um, sort of humbleness, but it, it, it is sort of yes, true. That is yes, the reason course. that I was... Because it chose anyone. It chose me because I was a good principally, yeah. a top, one of the top nine. And he wanted eight people. And, and that's why I got chosen. So uh, now we established that, we park that, so I've got nothing to prove. Yeah. And now I've got a lady I'm dancing with who is a famous person. This is first district. I'm never, never, nobody had ever heard of me. So now I've got a lady, it was Leslie Garrett, fortunately for me, who's here, Gabby Roslin, who is a massively famous person because she's on Strictly Come Dancing has been, and that's one of the reasons why you're on it because you're very well known and uh, there's only eight. There you are. You're on this, the biggest show on t- as it turned out to be. And so now my job is not to prove to everybody how marvellous a dancer I am. Of it's established, we already know that. My job is to make you as good as you can be and to, and to put all my energy into you and focus on you because by doing that, it makes me look better anyway. So, but you do this naturally with everything. Well, but but then I I I feel that way about everything because I don't need to prove myself in that regard because if if people know me, it's because they they know me. I don't need to go up to somebody tap me on the shoulder and go, "Do you know who I am?" I'm yeah. Anton Deveer, and I'm terribly famous. <laughs> and oh, I didn't have no idea. Oh, it's interesting. Tell me about you. Well, let me tell you about me. It's a fascinating story and. Somebody's coming up to me, can I have a photograph? I said, of course, you can have a photograph. So all that other stuff's already been done. I don't need yes. to do that anymore. Yeah. But I think in that regard, to prove to this person. And and also, it takes a, something sometimes for people to come and say, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a great fan of the show and blah, 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 and one thing or another. And, and could we have a picture? Yes, of course, we could have a photograph. Come on. Marvellous. And, I, and I, I don't mind it at all. And I don't want anybody to ever feel a bit orcs. You know that feeling where you do something and you go, I wish I hadn't done that? Yes. Someone's made me feel really uncomfortable. Oh, we, we listen, we've all felt like that. Yeah, but oh, and, and people, I hate it. You don't want to be the person that makes that person oh, feel uncomfortable. I agree. It makes me feel terrible just the thought I of it. completely agree with you. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So when you became judge, Mm. um, uh, and you and I have spoken about this 
away from any microphone. But when you became judge and the audience loved you and it it's, it meant that you were now full-time judge, which is great news, as you know, personally, you know how thrilled I am about that. Is there a part of you that is, I can't bear that I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to. Do, do you miss dancing? Do you miss the performing? Well, yeah. I mean, I, a, a little, a, a little bit. Only, only the good ones. Only the good numbers. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I know you still do with your tour. Which yeah, is now, so you're I'm, going back out on tour. Yeah, next I'm still, year again. still, yeah, I'm still, still dancing, performing. So yeah. that's one thing. But not doing it on the television. I, I, I do a, a, a bit. I miss dancing uh, and having that sort of fun I have with my partners. You know, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent, it sort of didn't really matter because we were just we'd have a laugh. We're having a laugh. Yeah. We were building a, something, and we were creating something that was unique to us. I enjoyed that whole shared experience thing, as but I hate getting voted off. Of I couldn't stand the getting yeah. the voted off thing. So, and. And it became cliched who they put you with. It a was little always, bit. You could always go, oh, that's the one that, that's going to be with that. Oh, that one. Yeah. And so the flip side of that, of course, is that when people get put on the show, if if they end up dancing with me, they immediately they go, oh, I didn't realise I was going to be the, that, <laughs> that one. one. Say, no, no, that doesn't mean you have to be that one, my love. It, it, well, look, with Katie. It, yeah, with Katie Emma, and Emma did, and stuff. Yeah. So it was marvellous. But it was, uh, it is, you know, it is... It was a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged yeah, sword yeah. sometimes. Yeah, you know that's just the 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 result of having been on the show for a long time and and, and dancing on the show for a long time, which is and which being is the entertainer great of the show. Pleasure. Well, potentially. My yeah. my my uh, attitude was: let's just do the best number we can, regardless of um, how good or bad you are, or what the judges might think. Because if you're not doing very well and you can't dance very well then there's no point in going forward side together back side together because you're not going to get marked very highly uh, and so if, if I pick you up and chuck you across the floor and the crowd stand on their feet and give you a rapturous round of applause you're still not going to get marked very highly but the audience are going to love gonna it going to love it yeah and yeah, yeah. that was my attitude so do you fit do you have that attitude when you're marking and and watching the dancers now yeah I'm much more about I know what they're trying to do and I know what's happening here and I can also see um, what's happened here. So I'll watch the couple and I'll go, oh, this isn't, you're not doing this very well. But I'll know that this isn't what happened on Thursday in rehearsal because I can see how good they are and what their technical ability is mm. like. But I can see this is a Saturday night, got a bit nervous job. Mm. Um, so, and I, for example, I saw that with uh, Kim Marsh and uh, Graziana doing their quick step to uh, Boreham Blitz on the 100, celebration of the 100 week. Yeah. And I could see that this wasn't her normal oh, sort of state of affairs. She seemed a bit sort of unnerved or something. She looked terrified. Yeah, as I don't know somebody why. sitting and watching it at home, I thought, my God, what was she mm. so scared of? So I know that this wasn't, maybe she just had a funny five minutes or something, I don't know. But um, so, I, I, you know, you can sort of take it into consideration a little bit and understand that, in actual fact, technically she's, she's good enough to pull this off, but she's just, she's just gone a bit so funny. So you can see all of that that the other yeah. judges might you've not. You've still got to yeah. judge what you see. I mean, I can't yeah. say to her, well, normally you'd, this would be great, so I'm going to give you a, a 12. Yes, yeah, of course. But so you've still yeah. got to judge it, but you can understand what's going on. But I like to give people, like, you know, but then I can put that in my comments, say, listen, I can see that you, you're a bit nervous tonight and blah, 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 or whatever. Um, but I like to give people sort of, criticism or, or comments that might help be able to help oh, no, well, forward. I mean, so. As you know, we're all, we're all armchair critics. Mm. And, um, 
I, I, I've never missed an episode, and I, it's so lovely because I watch with the family. And my yeah. dad's at his house, and he always talks about it when I see him on a Sunday. And um, it's always who do you think is going to be voted on? Yeah. And I don't want spoilers. I don't no. want anybody to tell me all of that. And we get upset because you have your favourites and yeah. all the rest of it. And um, that I and I apologise to this year. I'm I'm absolutely loving it, but there were. The, the most extraordinary Saturday night television I think I've ever seen, and I am a TV addict, Rose and Giovanni. Oh, well, And yeah. John and Johannes. Yeah. I mean, that on a Saturday night on BBC One, this beautiful deaf girl mm. dancing and that silence, and I know what you were... I, I think it was one of the most remarkable things I have ever seen. That and diversity... I know, you know, when Diversity did the Black Lives Matter dance, you know, you just see some things on television. You go, wow, look where we are now. Yeah. And Rose, what? That was... Yeah, it was staggering, really. It was sort it of... Was. It was. one of those moments that sort of transcends the... the what you, I love moments, no matter what it is, certainly in art or sport, whatever it is, but that sort of transcend the moment. So I, was, I remember watching a final, actually probably the year that we were together, where Nadal and... Federer were in the final of the men's at Wimbledon and the game was of such a quality and such a standard it sort of went beyond it being a tennis match it went to sort of two people two gladiators sort of up against each other fighting sort of to the death but but not only in a sort of physical tennis match, but also in a cerebral way where they're trying to out sort of fox each other in this incredible level of high intensity, but still with this clearness of mind that you can only get to at certain moments in a, a lifetime. I remember, I remember one teacher, my old teacher, he was like eight times world champion. He, he won his first world championship one year and didn't get beaten again in a single competition for nine years. Wow. So I had a nine-year span of his career where he never came anything other than first. Uh, him and his wife. Remarkable. A ballroom dancing couple. Professional ballroom dancing couple. And, uh, and we used to have lessons from them. And he said to me, yeah, I remember he said, I, I, I danced really well about four times in my career. Sorry, you haven't lost a competition for nine years. He said, yeah, there was about four times where I danced really, really well. Where I wow. thought, this is, this is sort of perfect, he said. He said, most of the other time you're sort of, you know, making the best of what you got at that moment in time. Now that's your hard work. That's all your. That's you bringing up your bottom level to match your top. So the great, the great exponents of whatever are people that their top level is of the highest, and their lowest level is very close to that top level. So their gap is very small. Yeah. Other people, which and I was probably one of these, had a very very high top level, but their bottom level was was quite low in regards to the gap between top and bottom was oh, too right, okay. too vast. Okay. So you'd have a great night where you look at it and go, well, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And other nights where you look at each other and you go, well, we've never met. And and so you, and that breeds inconsistency. So, and that's the same with all great performers that the real highest echelon of performer have a very narrow gap between their, where it's not great and where it's great. And uh, and I was intrigued to hear him say, yeah, I danced about four times really, really well. And Rose and Giovanni, coming back to that, that moment there was a moment that sort of, you take it out of Strictly Come Dancing and just put it as a moment. It sort yes, of sits there yes. as a moment in time. 
It could have been on street cam dancing. It could have been on anything, yeah. really, because it was such a in, an amazing, sort of immaculate moment captured there forever, forever, yeah. really. And it doesn't matter what we ever do on street cam dancing. I don't think anything's going to top that, really. Everyone's going to, everybody's going to remember that. When I, I it, it's even when totally Strictly Come comes off in a hundred years, yeah, I mean, it, we'll still remember that. Unforgettable, but but also the fact that there were two men dancing on a Saturday oh, and John night and prime time Yeah, show. I mean that's great. I mean, I, do you know what was so fascinating about that was it became really normal really quickly. Yes, and I thought that was great. You know, we started, we came out, we got John and Janice, and everyone went, all oh, right, okay, let's have a look at this. Let's see what's going on here. Okay, got the two fellas dancing together. All right. And then literally 30 seconds in, we went, well, this is perfectly normal. I don't yeah. know what a fuss was about. And then we just settled but in. But it's everybody else's fuss. This is there exactly was, what it is. You know, it was... But everybody needs to have that moment where they go, oh, okay. Because you have to, because in life, as soon as everything becomes normalised, everything is fine. Yeah. Until we get that yeah. sense of... Well, the same as Rose, a deaf yeah, girl dancing to music. a deaf girl can never dance to yes. music. You mad? Wow! Oh no, she can she actually. Is. Oh, that becomes normal. And it's and I and I love that, and I love that the fact that it's a sort of an immediate thing, and it, you know, the world hasn't ended. Two fellas dance together. Yes, exactly. Oh, natural fact, it's absolutely normal exactly. because two fellas do dance together. You only got to think about Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly. Yeah. Oh I mean, my gosh, I've never even thought of two that. Two men have been dancing together for yeah. a long time. And I kept saying this at the beginning of the series, that last series. I, I kept saying, oh, two fellas dancing together. I said, yeah, I know, but we've had two fellas dancing together before. It's perfectly okay. Don't want to, to get, I know, you know, people been, and their opinions. People get funny the, ideas, oh, but it's, they, I'm sure they made the final and they were, and they were brilliant. But what I loved about it the most was that Everyone went, yeah, well, it's absolutely fine. No, normal. Yeah. Pretty normal. Why, 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 why and was it quite normal? rightly, the yeah. Rose and Giovanni won because it was, like you say, it was something so extraordinary. I will never forget it. Somebody who's yeah. never, I'm I, I, addicted to television. I, I live it, breathe it, eat it, devour it. That is one of those stand-up moments. I will never, I'm so pleased that I watched it live as well, that I had that experience of yeah. just, and then rewinding, calling my husband from upstairs and just going, watch this, watch this. And then tears streaming down my face. And I said to the girls, never forget that you've just watched that. And I, I often don't want to watch those things again too many times because it's that classic thing of, you know, the more you watch it, the sort of... Oh, it never... It doesn't trust never, me, I keep impact, watching it. The impact just... never has the same and then, you're, and then it becomes a bit sort of, you know... You know oh, it's, it it's doesn't mean anything. incredible. But when you have that moment... Leia, it you'll remember it as the years go on. You'll remember it differently, and it's fascinating to see how your memory oh. changes. Um, so let's just end on things that make you let's laugh. Let's never end. No, I, I could talk to you for a hundred years. Let's never end. Um, you told me just before we came on air, you were about to tell me a story of because I know you think Ricky Gervais is very funny. Ricky Gervais and you, so the NTAs. What is the story of you and Ricky Gervais at the oh, NTAs it, in the loop? Oh no, I was I was dashing into the loop. And I, it was there. And Ricky, uh, I've never had anything to do with Ricky. I've never sort of really met Ricky, but I think he's brilliant. Oh, Afterlife is Afterlife genius. Afterlife is genius. Yeah. And his stand-up stuff is, I know, you know, it is, you either love it or hate it, but it, I, I have to say, it does make me laugh. Yeah. He is he is on, on the edge there, and you do go, oh, Ricky, I mean, you could get away with that. And it's, <laughs> excuse me, it's it, funny. And, um, and I was just dashing into it, I was, I was busting to go and sat in the car. Is this post-award? This is post-award. Uh, post right, okay. I dashed him. And I grabbed by the arm 
I looked at him and I went, Ricky, love you. Uh, afterlife, best thing I've ever seen. Watched Supernature the other night. Hilarious. Run into the loo. And as I came out, as I was walking past him, he goes, did you wash your hands? I went, yes, I did. Thank you very much. And then later in the evening, after I, th- I told everybody I loved them, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I love that on stage. Michael McIntyre, I love you. Bradley Walsh, I love you. I loved it. Ricky, I love you. Anyway, I saw him upstairs. He goes, thank you very much, he said, for, um, for just calling me by my first name. He said, I feel a bit like Madonna now. <laughs> I said, we don't need the second name with you. And actually, I'm just going to call you R from now on. <laughs> Everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about. Well, they have, but people have <laughs> but that with so you. He's so nice. He's so nice. He is a lovely man, actually. He does make me laugh. Um, uh, people do that with you. Anton, you've talked about your real name. Oh, it's ridiculous Never. how people go on about that. But you're Anton. Mm. That's who you are. You've reached that place. Oh, no, you really? have. Without a doubt. So last night... Very showbiz night. I went to a, a gala night of a theatre show. But I, I, yeah, I've been around a bloody long time. And they were saying, oh, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, oh, I'm uh, starting the day with Anton. Everyone, and I'm talking A-listers, they're all going, Anton, Anton Dubeck. Everyone. So Aww. that's how I wanted to end. It's completely true. I'm not going to name drop who those people are. I will tell you afterwards. But completely true. And you are now, forget Ricky being Madonna. It's Anton. Anton is Madonna. Thank you, darling. I love you. I I literally love you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Now, coming up on the next episode, next week we have actress Charlie Clive, who will be here just before her run of shows kicks off at the Soho Theatre on the 12th of December. She is fabulous. You've seen her in so many TV shows. You've seen her possibly in her stand-up. You've heard her being interviewed before, but you've never heard her interviewed like this. That Gabby Roslin podcast is proudly presented to you by Cameo Productions with music by Beth Macari. If you wouldn't mind, could you give us a like, a follow, a subscribe, and please leave a review? We read them all and love to see what you've got to say. See you next week. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.